Hey, this is Zena Jones, and you are listening to the Brave AF podcast, where we talk about all things mindset, having your own back, and doing brave shit. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Brave AF podcast. So today we're going to talk about beliefs that create self-confidence and specifically I am going to share with you 10 of my favorite self-confidence producing beliefs. And I decided to do this episode because so much of the work that I do with my clients comes back to their beliefs about themselves and what they think they are capable of, aka self confidence. Now self-confidence is the backbone of everything we do and it is the opposite of self-doubt. So it's very important for us to have this episode. So let's start out with a belief. So a belief is simply a thought that you have a bunch of times thought in your brain. Okay, I'm going to say that again. A belief is simply a thought, a sentence that you have in your brain that you have thought over and over and over again a bunch of times and you have found evidence to support it. So for example, I believe the world is round. I have seen a load of pictures from outer space that shows me that it's round. I learned about it in school, about, you know, the center of you know, the planet and all the different layers. And therefore, a bunch of times I have seen that the world is round. Therefore, I have a belief that the world is round. Now, there are also plenty of people who believe that the world is flat. And if you had not heard that before, a quick Google search will happily demonstrate that for you. And I'm not going to argue whether I'm right and they're wrong or vice versa. But I do want to point out the beautiful thing in all of this is that we get to believe whatever we want. There are no belief police. Nobody in your brain, in your life, policing the things that you choose to think and believe. Now, Why are our beliefs important? Because they frame the way in which we see the world. So for example, if I was to believe that, you know, you should be really wary of strangers. You never know who's out to get you and who's not. If I believed that, then I would, you know, see the world and everyone in it from a very cautious and dubious place. So when I was traveling solo, I would probably be quite on edge or, you know, on guard around everybody and taking, you know, a lot of measures to protect myself and, you know, just thinking the worst of people. So for me, I see that as being quite a negative experience. Whereas what I actually do believe is I believe that the majority of people are good, kind people who have, you know, families at home that they care about. Now, because I believe that, I see the best in people. I am open to meeting new people and I enjoy getting to know them because that is 
the way in which I see the world. That is what I choose to believe. Now, because a belief is simply a thought that we think, right? I just want to remind you that what we think determines how we feel. Remember, our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings drive all of our actions, what we do and what we don't do. So beliefs, as I said, are much like the lenses through which we see the world. Now, we each have a ton of beliefs about ourselves and about what we are capable of. And these beliefs, therefore, determine how we feel about ourselves. Okay, so remembering a belief is simply a thought. What you think about yourself and what you're capable of will determine how you feel about yourself and your abilities. Okay, so this is where confidence producing beliefs comes in because self-confidence is simply a belief in ourselves and our abilities. I'm going to say that again. Self-confidence is simply a belief in ourselves and our abilities. Self-confidence doesn't require evidence. You don't have to have done something before in order to feel self-confident. You simply need to believe in yourself and your ability to figure it out. Okay, so I am going to share with you some of my own self-confidence producing beliefs and I want to encourage you to steal them, to take them and make them your own. For some reason, the word bedazzle just came to mind. (laughs) I'm not into bedazzling, but what I mean is like I encourage you to take these beliefs I give you and sparkle them up and add your own flair. Make them your own. Change the words around. Make it a good fit for you. Okay. Now, here are a few things that you need to know about beliefs. Number one, you get to believe anything you want. So choose things that serve you. Choose things that serve your goals and the life that you want to live. Number two. You get to find and create your own evidence to support those beliefs. So focus on the areas where you want to shine the light and build a pile of evidence to strengthen that belief. I'm going to demonstrate that in just a minute. And number three is you don't need any evidence. You do not need to justify it to anyone. You can simply believe it because you want to believe it. The example I had come to mind as I was making the notes for this was I met somebody a wee while back and I like, I would say pretty much everyone, but I met somebody who I just had a feeling about and I had a feeling about this person that was just off and icy and not good. Now, they didn't do anything. I have no evidence to say that they're not a nice person, but I believe there is something about that person that's just not good. Maybe you've experienced a similar feeling or a knowing before. And that is my belief. 
there will be people who love that person, people who like that person, people who are friends with that person. Now, this is not a person I I will probably ever see again, but I had this odd um, interaction with somebody and I just had a real icy feeling and I am an empath, so I, I can feel these kind of sense, these kinds of things. And that is just a belief that I have about that person. Okay, so like I said, you don't need evidence because you can believe whatever you want to believe. So I want to give you um, an example of what I mean when it comes to creating evidence. One of my confidence producing beliefs that I have is I have everything I need. Okay, so when I think I have everything I need, I feel really grounded and confident. Now, here is what I mean by the evidence piece. When I came back from living in London, I think this was around the year 2015 or 2016, I came back from living in London and I was hugely in debt. I had, you know, maxed out my credit card, used up all the money in my accounts Because I had done a bunch of traveling on the way home, on the way back from London, uh, back to New Zealand. And I also had a mortgage at the time. And although I had a tenant in the house, there was a shortfall that I had to pay each month. So I had mortgage payments coming up. I had no job. I had had an interview for a company that was looking very, very promising where I knew people who worked there and all all signs indicated that I was a guarantee and I was going to get this job and it fell through. They decided not to hire anybody for that position because they were going to potentially lose one of their contracts. So I had this you know, potential job fall through. I was at the same time, I had just been accepted into the life coach school training program. So what that meant was I was looking at getting a, a, a an extension on my mortgage or an additional mortgage, basically. And I had been to the bank and said, hey, I've got this job and I'm wanting to do this training to become a life coach and I need to borrow X amount of money. And they had said, yes, providing you get this job, we will give you this loan. And so I'd got accepted into the Life Coach School training program, which was in America, which meant I needed to fly from New Zealand to America. I had accommodation costs and I had the training costs as well. So we're talking, I think, roughly all up. It was somewhere around 15, maybe 20,000 New Zealand dollars. It was a lot of money. And I also had a tenant in my house. So I had nowhere I was living Other than with my dad, I was staying at my dad's. I couldn't afford to go rent and I wasn't in a position to be able to pick somebody out of my house. I also had no car. I had sold my car prior to going overseas. I had no car yet. So I still was able to believe I had everything I needed. Why? Because instead of focusing on the things I didn't have, I was so focused on what I did have. I had a roof over my head. I had a loving family that was, you know, thankfully helping me out. I was very fortunate to have that. They had food in the fridge, so I had food. I, you know, had other job opportunities. There was 
you know, lots of other things that I was able to apply for. I had water. I had friends. I had a fit and healthy body and I was able to walk a lot of places. I had access to borrowing my dad's car when I needed it. I still had everything I needed. And so coming from that place, instead of being so lack based, I was just so grounded and then confident where I was. Okay, so what I'll often do with my clients is I will describe it like you have two filing cabinets next to you. All right. Or two filing cabinets in your brain, rather. And you have, you know, all the evidence in one that is against what you want to believe. So it's, you know, I would have all the evidence in this filing cabinet on the left hand side that says why I don't have everything I need. Right. And then in this filing cabinet on the right hand side of my brain, I have a filing cabinet with plenty of evidence why to support why I do have everything I need. Okay, so if you can see what I mean, you've got two different filing cabinets, one that opposes the belief you want and one that supports the belief. Now, it's about which one you choose to open and you are completely in control of that, right? Your brain isn't in control of that. You are, right? This is what we mean by managing our mind, which is one of the skills I teach my clients, right? You get to manage your mind and direct it where to go, what to choose, what to think, what to believe. Okay. All right. So let's get into my 10 beliefs that create self-confidence. And these are in no particular order. Okay. So number one is I always figure it out. Mm, I love this belief. So when I set a new goal, when I agree to do something scary, so for example, you know, speaking in public, although, you know, I've got lots of evidence to do it, sometimes I still get a little bit nervous. It's still a bit outside of my comfort zone. When I set a new goal in my business, when I agree to collaborate with someone, I can sometimes experience fear or self-doubt, which is normal right? Self-confidence isn't the absence of fear or self-doubt. But when I remind myself, I always figure it out, I know that that is true. So for example, when I have traveled solo, I have so much evidence of things always, of me always figuring things out. So I remember being in, I think it was Panama airport and I had had a delayed flight and therefore I had technically missed my connection. The minute I landed on the tarmac, my second flight was due to take off. And I ran through this airport and, and I was like, I'm going to do whatever I can to, to make it work and to get there on time. And they may have held the plane for me. However, if they haven't, you know what? I'm going to figure it out. It's going to be okay. I always figure it out. And I got there and fortunately, the next flight was actually delayed as well. And I ran up to them and I was completely out of breath. It's like, oh my God, I'm here for the flight. And they're like, yeah, 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 sit down, sit down. I was like, but it's it, it's after time, it's due to take off. And they're like, no, 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 it's delayed, you're fine. It's <laughs> so all these people staring at me because I was like running top speed with my backpack on through this airport. And no, you know, and here's the thing, had the plane have taken off, I would have figured it out. 
I was in Mexico City one time and I was meant to be uh, connecting through to Cuba and we missed the flight. I was with a friend at the time, missed the flight and she was panicking and I was like, it's fine, we'll figure it out. And we did. We, we found, you know, we asked different people. We found the desk we needed to go to to get the next flight booked for the following day. Uh, we talked about hotels. I got on my, I uh, connected to the, the Wi-Fi in the airport, booked a hotel and we stayed overnight. It all like we figured it out. And if you look back in your life, you too will be able to find so much evidence to support how you figure things out. And it's such a strong confidence producing belief to have. I always figure it out, right? And when you focus on the evidence you already have, it's actually pretty easy to believe that. And I promise you when you're doing new, hard, scary things, things outside of your comfort zone, things that maybe you're nervous or afraid of, like believing you figure it out helps you to keep going and to take action. All right, number two on my list is I always make it work. So the actual belief I've written down is I'll make it work. And I love this one. I often used to have this, like when I was leading teams, I would say, look, we'll make it work, right? We'll always find a way to make it work. And I think that that's probably where it comes from is because, you know, team, somebody would come to me and be like, oh my gosh, I need this time off or, oh my gosh, this has just happened or the stock's late and it's meant to go out or, you know, this is meant to happen, but it hasn't. And I'll just say, you know what? We'll make it work. It's okay. We'll make it work. Like It doesn't have to be a problem unless we want to make it one. And I don't want to make it one. So let's just figure it out and make it work. Okay. So again, you will be able to go back in your past and look at times where, you know, things might not have gone to plan and yet you were able to make it work. So another, to go back to that travel example, um, my friend and I were due to meet a tour in Cuba um, and it was due to depart that next day. So what it meant was we were a day late for the tour, but I believed that we would just make it work. So I notified the tour company, let them know. They said, hey, here are your options and we made it work, right? And the same is true when I shared before with you about how I came back from London and, you know, I was in this position where I just signed up to coach training and I was, you know, hoping to get this loan to be able to pay for it, but I then didn't get the job. I made it work and I was willing to do whatever it took because I knew I was going to become a life coach. I knew that I was going to train with the life coach school. And so I was going to do whatever it took to make it work. And I did. I was actually borrowed, I borrowed the first, so I I contacted the school and I said, hey, I actually need to do payment plans because I'm unable to do it in full anymore. Can we please set that up? And then I started asking everybody I knew if I could have a loan for the first month's payment and so that I could, you know, put that towards my, my flights and the first payment and the accommodation and all of that. And somebody loaned me the money for that first month. And then I just knew, as I said in number one, I was going to figure it out for the next payment and I was going to make it work. Why? Because I am resourceful. That is another belief I have. I am resourceful. Okay. So number one, I always figure it out. Number two, I always make it work. And number three, I've already shared with you is I have everything I need. 
Because when I'm focused on having what I need, I'm not in a lack-based negative mentality or mindset, right? I'm very grounded. Number four is I can do hard things. That was a belief that served me hugely when it came to dating. Because as I've shared with you guys before, I was terrified. It had been over 10 years. I had avoided that area of my life for so long. I was so happily single, but I wanted to not only expand my comfort zone and become somebody who was willing to face her fears and, you know, look at experiencing what it would be like to share my life with, I also wanted to push the limit on the hard things I was willing to do because I knew that in doing that, it would grow my self-confidence and it did. So I can do hard things acknowledges to me, yeah, this shit's hard and it's scary and I can do it. And you too will be able to look back and find evidence in your filing cabinet, in your brain, from your past that says to you, that shows you that you can do hard things. Right. If it was easy, we would have already done it and already have it in our life. But it's not. It's hard. Which hard do you want to choose? I want to choose the hard that's going to move me in the direction I want to go towards the things I want. Okay. I remember sitting in my car at the beach. It was the uh, day I met my partner. And we went for our very first beach walk and I'm sitting there and I took the selfie in my car to capture the moment and remember it. And one of the things I just kept repeating to myself is I can do hard things. I can do hard things. I can do hard things. And I got out the car and I walked over to him and the rest is history. (laughs) Number five on my list is the worst that can happen is a feeling. Okay. Now, Everything we do is because of how we want to feel or how we want to avoid feeling. So if we avoid doing something, it's because of how we think we will feel. Now, the worst that can happen in any situation is a feeling. So for example, had I have been at the beach that day and been stood up by my partner, I probably would have experienced rejection. And we had a podcast on that. I think it's episode number 204, Handling Rejection. Definitely listen to that. However, had I have been experiencing rejection, rejection is a feeling. We feel rejected, okay? Because we attach meaning to something. So I would have made it mean he didn't like me, he didn't want to meet me. You know, whatever meaning I attached, I would have given it to him not showing up. And therefore, I would have felt rejected, Okay, the same is true for failure. If you say launch a product and nobody buys it the first time around, you might feel failure because you've attached meaning to that. Like it didn't work. I failed. I suck. This is never going to work. And then you experience a feeling. Okay, so I know that the worst that can happen is a feeling and I can handle any feeling. And you can too. My guess is that you have probably already experienced a lot of hard, uncomfortable, difficult feelings in your life. If you have ever lost anyone, then you have felt grief. You will have felt anger and sadness and hurt. All of these feelings, you may have experienced terror, fear. Those feelings, they are the worst that happens. 
feeling those. And if you're willing to feel anything, there is nothing you can't do. And when there's nothing you aren't willing to do, you are guaranteed to make your dreams happen. The next one is, and it's number seven here, I've got my own back. This for me, like it's it's kind of like just reminding myself, hey girl, like I got you. No, ma- no matter what happens, I got you. I'm going to take care of you. I am not going to beat you up. I'm going to be super supportive and compassionate and kind. And I'm going to give you whatever it is that you need. Like I got you. I believe in you. I am here for you. And I got you. Right. It's like you can be the person that you want next to you cheerleading you and believing in you and like you know if you want your best friend to be there like you be that for you and it makes it so much easier I think having your own back is like a cushion for for if and when you fall but it's also like the massive you know cheerleader on the sideline at the same time so I have got my own back is so comforting and reassuring to me and it produces so much self-confidence because I know no matter what, I got my own back. Number eight, what I make it mean is the worst that can happen. So we are meaning-making machines. We attach meaning to everything. So when the mail doesn't turn up in the letterbox, we make it mean the mailman forgot us or nobody cares about us because they haven't sent us any mail, right? We attach meaning to literally everything. When somebody drives past or they drive down our street, actually, they've been doing this a lot lately. They've been speeding down our street and our it's a 50 kilometer per hour stretch of road out the front here and there's a lot of families with young kids there's animals and pets and so it's you know like a what is the word suburban neighborhood like it's a slow area right but people have been taking this road and speeding along it to try and you know cut out other roads and so when they have been doing this I've been attaching a lot of negative meaning to that (laughs) and getting quite fired up about it. Whereas for some people, the meaning that they attach is like, they just don't care. They attach like no meaning. They have no thought. Whereas for me, I attach a lot of meaning. I'm like, that's stupid. This is terrible. We need to do something about it. We need speed bumps, all sorts of things, right? But here's the thing. What I make something mean in my life is the worst that can happen. Okay, so it comes back to what I make it mean is going to determine how I feel. So if I make it mean I was rejected and he didn't like me and he doesn't care about me or they hate me, that meaning that I attach will determine how I feel about it. Okay, number nine, I am willing for people to be wrong about me. Bring it on. I am willing for people to be wrong about me. So many of us want other people to, you know, like us and think good thoughts about us. Hey, myself included. But at the same time, we can't make them think and feel a certain way about us. Although, you know, we sometimes tend to people please and try and, you know, do things so that they will at the detriment of ourselves and our dreams, unfortunately. But when we are willing for people just to be wrong about us, to have their opinions, then we have so much more self-confidence. 
I am willing for people to be wrong about me because I know the truth of who I am. And number 10 on my list is I am willing to do whatever it takes. And I think, again, I have so much evidence to support that, right? When I moved to London in the pursuit of happiness, I did not quit. I kept going and going and going until I finally sat in a chair with somebody who helped me to discover, you know, how happiness is really created and what I can do for myself to create it, right? Again, as I demonstrated before, when I came back from London and, you know, I had all of these plans and these dreams and yet all of this evidence that I could have looked at to say why I can't do this or it's not going to work or, you know, I was like, no, I am willing to do what it takes. I am willing to, you know, stay with my dad for a number of months until I get, you know, another job and I get income coming in. I am willing to do that. I am willing to walk everywhere and allow lots more time if I need to. I am willing to do whatever it takes to make my dreams come true. Right? I was willing to work basically seven days a week for a long time. I worked five days a week in a retail store. I got a retail job managing a store. And then I was working. So I'd gone to coach training and I was working I was getting up, I think, at about 5 a.m. to coach clients before I went to to work. And then I would come home and then I would coach Australian clients in the evening because of the time difference. That's how it worked. But then on the weekends, I was also coaching anyone who I couldn't get to during the week. I would coach them on the weekends. But on the weekends, I was also spending time creating content for my website and writing blogs. And then I started thinking about a podcast. So it was like I was almost... I felt like I was working seven days a week at that time because I was willing to do what it takes to get where I am today, where I can work, you know, for myself, where I'm an entrepreneur, where I get to coach people full time and do what I love all the time. I was willing and still am willing to do whatever it takes. Such a beautiful confidence producing belief. So the more self-confidence we have, the more amazing our lives are. Self-confidence is the thing that we use to say yes to that thing outside of our comfort zone, to say no to the things that no longer serve us or are going to create resentment, to ask for help when we need it, to set big goals, to achieve goals, to take risks, to talk to more people, to talk to strangers, to achieve more in our life, to ask someone out on a date, to ask for a raise at work, to raise your hand and volunteer, that all takes self-confidence. And self-confidence is simply practiced self-belief. It is practicing believing in you and your amazingness and what you are capable of. And remember, you get to believe anything you want about yourself. So what do you want to believe and how will your life change when you believe that? Whatever you want in your life, it will take self-confidence to make it happen. Okay, and that's exactly what I do when you come and work with me. When you want to write that book, you must believe in yourself and your ability to make it happen in order to get it written and published out into the world. 
whatever you want to do, whatever change you want to make or what do you want, whatever you want to make happen in your life. First, you must believe in yourself and your abilities to make it happen. And if that's something that you need help with, then that's where I come in. Okay, you can book in for a free consultation on my website, xenajones.com slash consult. And together, let's grow your self-confidence and achieve your goals. Okay, my friends, have a beautiful week. Huge love to you all. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, then you are going to love being coached by me. We are going to solve your specific challenges and set you up with the mindset tools that you need to have your own back and do brave shit in your life. Just head over to my website, xenajones.com to sign up.